Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes long in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with a great story. And we've got a great story for you today. We want to remind you that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our full hour-long Thursday episode drop, that hour filled with stories for you and your family this Thursday. Join us for a story recorded live in the Appleseed studio from the West Virginia tall tale teller Bill Lepp. It's a story called Fire Bike, a story for anyone who has ever had a bike as a kid or ridden that bike down an insanely treacherous hill or as a kid fallen in love. If you don't fall into one of those categories, well, you're going to love the story anyway. Join us on Thursday for Firebike from Bill Lepp. And uh, in the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by one of our assistant producers, Trent Horton. Trent, thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's good to be here. And tell me what we're going to hear on today's Appleseed Bite. Yes, we've got a good one today. We've got a story from Donald Davis called Aunt Esther Saves a Little Boy's Life. (laughs) A story about a saved life. A story about a saved life. And it's not saved by the Heimlich Maneuver or (laughs) it's not saved by pulling him out of a fire. Saved in a very different way. Um, And it's I think it's good to pay attention to how she reacts to her nephew um, in this story, Aunt Esther. And how she saves his life. (laughs) Aunt Esther saves a little boy's life. A story from the great North Carolina storyteller, Donald Davis. Happy to bring it to you on today's Appleseed Bite. Aunt Esther saves a little boy's life. On the day that I was six years old, my Aunt Esther, one of my dad's sisters, called my mother and invited me to come spend my birthday with her. I loved going to Aunt Esther's house. We always had great adventures. My mother took me to Aunt Esther's house and dropped me off. And as soon as my mother was gone, Aunt Esther and I got in the car and went to town to go birthday shopping. We went to Eagle's 5 and 10 cent store, my favorite store in town. And we went back to the toy department But Aunt Esther had already chosen what she wanted to buy for me. We looked up and down until she found it. She picked up a large box that was orange and green. And when she handed the box to me, I saw what it was. 64 colors, Crayola crayons. I'd never had more than eight colors in my whole life. And all of a sudden, here I had every color anyone could imagine. We went back to her house, and Aunt Esther found some paper, gave me the handful of paper, and put me in the living room. Then she said, now you stay right in here and draw pictures. I'm going into the kitchen, and I'm going to make your birthday cake. I counted the pieces of paper. There were 20 sheets. In no time, I had drawn 40 pictures. One on the front of every sheet and one on the back of every sheet. And now I needed more paper. 
I thought about going to find Aunt Esther to ask her if she could find more paper, but then I thought, no, she's working on the birthday cake. I better not bother her. I will look around in the living room and find paper myself. There was no paper in the living room. But as I looked all around, I did see a place to draw a picture. There was a piano against the inside wall. Above the piano, there was a picture, a beautiful picture in a gold frame. It was a woman wearing a pink evening gown, playing a piano with a vase of flowers on the piano and candles burning. And beside that picture, a nice open space on the wall just waiting to be filled with more artwork. I climbed on the piano bench and then on top of the piano, used my crayon box for a straight edge and the corner of the box to build the corners of the frame, colored a beautiful gold frame and drew a picture of the first woman's sister, now wearing a blue dress, playing another piano. And as soon as I finished the whole picture, I went to find Aunt Esther to show her what I had done for her. When she saw the picture, she told me it was absolutely beautiful. And I never knew I had done anything wrong till my mother came to pick me up. I went to the door when my mother got there. I wanted her to see the artwork. I opened the door and turned around to point at the wall, and when I did, all of a sudden I noticed the first picture had been moved. It was now hanging on a new nail, covering my drawing on the wall so my mother would not see what I had done. In that moment, I knew Aunt Esther had saved a little boy's life. Thirty years later, Douglas Davis, our oldest son, was six years old. It was Halloween Day, and somewhere on Halloween Day, he was prowling in a drawer and found magic markers. They didn't say washable. They said, permanent, indelible, will never come out. Douglas Davis chose an orange one because, after all, it was Halloween day, and he chose a black one. And armed with those two weapons of artistic destruction, he started through our house looking for a place to draw a jack-o'-lantern. He found a place in the living room. We called it the white leather chair. And right in the center of the seat back, he drew outlined in black with eyes, nose, and mouth and colored in permanently orange a gigantic jack-o'-lantern. He came to get me to show me what he had done, and when I saw it, I thought, oh my, how should I kill him? And then all of a sudden, I remembered the day at Aunt Esther's house.
and I told Douglas the story of the time I drew on the wall. When I finished the story, I said, See, Douglas, my Aunt Esther saved a little boy's life. And he said, "Uh Uh-uh. She saved two little boys' lives. Aunt Esther saves a young boy's life. I love that story so much. It's a real favorite, and it's been brought to us today by uh, one of our assistant producers, Trent Horton. Trent, thanks for bringing that story to us. Yeah, you're right about it being a favorite. It's a good one. (laughs) Where does this story take you? You know, this story takes me back to high school, so maybe not as young as as he is in this story. But um, I remember a point in time where I was consistently being late to a few of my classes, (laughs) and my mom had received a phone call from the school. Ah, yes. And uh, when I got home, I could tell that uh, she had found out. Um, And she, I was afraid that I was going to get in trouble, but instead she sat me down and said, you know, why are you doing this? Like, what what's going on? And she talked to me about it. Instead of punishing me, she is like, you know, don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that taught me more than any punishment might have at the time. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes, I, 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 I was about to say, sometimes our parents uh, know what they're doing. And uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, as a parent, I guess I, I really want to include myself in that s- statement too, right? Yeah. Every once in a while, we stumble into knowing what we're doing, you know? And when your mom sits you down and rather than just grounding you for a million years, says, let's have a talk, you know, mm-hmm. about it. And you walk away remembering that. That's cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. And... uh I don't know if she saved my life, but maybe she saved my grades. <laughs> Your grades. <so. laughs> I think about this story. Uh, one of the reasons I love this story is because there is a famous family story in at my house about little tiny me uh, and my father, who had just purchased a brand new pair of leather shoes. And as he was standing to lift my little brother out of uh, the crib, I was underneath the crib with a green marker drawing on my dad's new leather shoes. I thought he'd love it. I thought he'd love it. I thought he'd love the picture that I drew on his shoes. (laughs) But yeah, this story hits a little bit close to home. And uh, what a pleasure to share it with you. Donald Davis with Aunt Esther saves a little boy's life. Trent, thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. And of course, join us on Thursday for a story recorded live in the Appleseed Studio, a story called Firebike, shared with you by Bill Lepp, the wonderful West Virginia tall tale teller, a story for anyone who has ever had a bike, ridden it down an insanely steep hill, or fallen in love as a kid. You won't want to miss the story. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a bite. Brought to you by The Appleseed.